0: hi everybody so in this week's episode I've been invited as a guest to talk about the inner critic we've been talking for almost an hour about the inner critics and um, the inner critics when being a mom a new mom especially um, how others um, treat you and how this affects uh, to the inner critics as well It was a really interesting talk because uh, we got to learn more about the inner critics and how they uh, really work. Hope you um, enjoyed this episode and see you again next week. Bye!
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits podcast. We are really excited that you're here to get weird with us. (laughs) And
2: we're going to have all kinds of, you know, absurd ideas playing around with magnificent guests. And we're just going to go the places you always wanted to go. But, you know, couldn't tell mom and dad how you felt about aliens, about channeling. You couldn't say fuck.
1: I'm Ashley Bradley. I am a mom. I am an intuitive business coach. I'm a business psychic and a channel.
2: And I am James Lester. I am an open homosexual. I'm a speaker, a writer. I am a member of the recovery community, and I am a queer activist.
1: And after you listen today, we would love it if you would follow us in one of the podcast places, Spotify, Apple, just to name a few. Subscribe, leave us a review. It helps new people find what we've created, and we thank you for listening. Let's do this. Hi everybody
2: Hello.
1: <laughs> are you like a creepy vampire today mm-hmm. wow welcome Hi, so we're in sedona right now and we literally just got here we've been driving for about eight hours <laughs> so we just landed here about 30 minutes ago but we're excited to see you and dive into this topic
2: so we're super fucking loopy is the point of that i at least wow. i am i'm a little loopy but i'm glad to be here um is, is honestly one of the topics that comes up between us and our group of friends constantly, like daily. like Almost every day we talk about, at some point, the inner critic. The inner critic. Yeah, and I'm super excited to hang out with Solange today
1: yeah so solange is our guest and a lot of people don't know that solange has been like behind the scenes on the the podcast like since the the beginning like anyone that's our guest like gets to like hang out with solange she fucking drops the links but we've been realizing that solange if any of you know howard stern how like howard stern has robin that solange is she's pretty funny like just on her own like she's not even try to be funny but she's just funny and she's kind of like our robin to with our crude humor i love robin but
2: the truth is solange is a sexier more vivacious robin
1: mm-hmm. yeah exactly No insult so to robin we feel like everyone should know solange and we're like you know we just need to include solange more in our conversations because she just really calls us out when we're being too much when we're being ridiculous like in the best way <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the thing that's great about uh, so is she's a, a, a coach, too. She's an amazing coach, mm-hmm. up-and-coming coach, right?
1: Solange is also a coach, and I think what's going to be really cool for everybody is we're going to start having Solange do our, our like, podcast intros. Because up until now, we were saying it's like a fucking miracle that we have done 47 episodes consistently and uploaded them to a podcast the places, uh-huh. <laughs> that's a fucking miracle that that's happened. And I've never done podcasts, like intros, things that talk about the episode because it's just more work. It's just more editing work, but we're trying to up-level. Oh, we
2: were doing them. And we tend to get overly serious with them and, like, too Like It was taking more time to edit. And I time. was just like, fuck this.
1: Yeah. But Solange is going to start editing for us. <laughs> and also recording the introduction, the recaps in her own Solange way. <laughs> and so we're excited that. We just want you to know, like, who you're hearing the introductions from if you happen to, like, listen to the episodes.
2: So should we set up the topic before we yeah. kind of pull in inner mm-hmm. critic what does that necessarily mean to you how does that vibrate with you when you hear inner critics you really are the one that really introduced me to understand inner critic before i started those uh, yeah. Trail untethered and soul.
1: yeah yeah so i feel like it goes by many names inner critic gremlins inner roommate mm-hmm. if you are a fan of michael singer and untethered soul and we all have it first off and it's that internal voice that doesn't shut the fuck up. And it definitely, I'd say inner roommate is more of that constant chatter. Like what am I going to get for dinner? Like what color should my pants be for the podcast? Um, But it also tends to always be about keeping you in the same place. So we always have different kinds of like internal self-talk. And I think one of like, the easiest differentiators that also helps define it is asking yourself is the voice keeping you in the same place or is it pushing you forward, moving you forward towards your goals, your dreams, the future expansion of self? Because that's literally like the only job that the inner critic has is to keep you in the same fucking place. Mm-hmm. It's an outdated survival mechanism that sets off all of these internal alarms. It's just like our body is wired for survival. So anytime we start to go out of our comfort zone, start to make big changes, start to try to do anything different, anything we've never done before, essentially the inner critic gets triggered and it starts to say anything and everything to get us to turn back, to just be like, hey, you, we're fine. We're fucking surviving here. Let's just stay. Let's just do what works And that's like literally its job.
2: Well, yeah. And You're a Badass, which is another amazing book. And it's so simplistic. It's like talking to a friend over. Well, for most people, cocktails for me is kombucha. But she really breaks she it gives it the equation of like a, a very protective Italian mom and it will say all the things to keep because it wants to keep you safe
1: mm-hmm. and
2: it wants to make sure you don't get hurt it wants to make sure you don't take big risks because it wants to protect you yeah you know but it it becomes to the point where it's just disna- disabling
1: yeah and then
2: especially like when you have big dreams or like ambitions or like when your soul starts to call you for big things that inner critics gonna grow louder because mm-hmm. it just wants to keep you. Safe at home. Yeah. And it wants you to keep you in that that job that like you're miserable in, but it's a steady paycheck. That relationship that doesn't rock your world anymore, but you know, you don't yeah. want to be alone. You know, those those big dreams that seem too far-fetched for you to achieve. It wants you to t- taper you down until you're not worthy. And then for me, myself, for to really understand my alcoholism too, because you know, in the programs that I, I'm a part of, it talks about the malady of the mind. And that's inner critic to the next level because yeah. inner critic looking for reasons to keep you fucking loaded or drunk.
1: Yeah. So. Cause the inner critic, like it absolutely gets more and more um, like fucking smart. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the fucking Terminator. Don't those robots like get smarter as they go. I've never seen it. That's You've never seen I the ter-
2: Terminator. You just... Parts. Parts of it. Okay. Hugh Grant wasn't in that either. Just <laughs> point that. Out.
1: But anyway, I think that, the voice starts to get more sophisticated and it almost that's why it's hard for people to differentiate there's times when sleeping in right and skipping your workout or studying whatever it is mm. there's times where it's fucking self-care but that voice is going to convince you like hey girl hey boy like
2: <laughs> it's her inner voice speaks to you yeah hey, girl hey
1: girl <laughs> you should just stay in bed. Like we just, we've worked really hard this week. We just need to stay in bed and just like skip the meditation. Like, fuck that shit. You just like, it starts to do that. That's why I honestly like to get more into it. When we pull in Solange, like the kinds of tools in our toolkit that we like to use to move past or differentiate from inner critic, because there's going to be different days where there's different days where taking care of myself, like if I'm not feeling well, that like staying in bed is of service. Other days it's not.
2: I want to say this before we bring to lunch. and I had a really trippy, I think I told you about this, really trippy interaction with my my the inner critics, uh, the inner roommate, when I was going on that meditation challenge to do meditation every single day. Yeah. And I hadn't heard much from the inner critics so I felt like I had gotten really good and I maintained a really good like hearing the flow of my actual, myself, my soul. Yeah. But when I started that challenge, I'm not kidding you. Like the first couple of times of getting into deep meditation, it got fucking loud and it mm. got gnarly. And it was telling me wicked, crazy things. Mm. I just to disrupt the peace. And I really believe because it, it the inner critic gets scared and it doesn't. And for me, it doesn't want me to get to that next level of peace, that next level of freedom. So yeah. like a lot of gnarly stuff was coming out of that pursuit of the next level of Spiritual understanding, or or spiritual peace, or you know, tapping into source. It was really gnarly to like all that voice I hadn't really heard in the last couple years. I hear it here and there. Yeah, it was loud, and it was telling me how pathetic I was, and I'm a fraud, and what are you doing, and all this shit. And I feel like anyone that goes to achieve anything, that's when the inner critic kind of throws, it gets drunk, Mm -hmm. and throws a big ass party in your head and tells you you're not worthy you cannot achieve, just sit your ass down, you know? So I'm really interested to see what Solange has to say about this.
1: Yeah. We're going to pull you in in just a moment, Solange. I do want people to know that like the inner critic actually is not associated with low self-esteem because the people that like, just like the people with imposter syndrome or the people that have really loud inner critics, usually they are people that are high achievers that are always like wanting to achieve and do more because they're always pushing the boundaries. And so I'd say for like the majority of people, especially being a coach and like really getting to see inside like everyone's like real life experience, like everyone has a fucking inner critic and we're always growing. We're always expanding. And so I honestly feel like it's not something that we're trying to like kill and fight off. I do feel like it's something that we're meant to notice it. We're meant to be aware of it. (laughs) We are on vacation, so (laughs) we might have some interruptions here. <laughs> it's like a
2: hippy dippy fucking commune up that's in that's our other
1: best friend ashley who's here on the sedona for, trip for those for who us. watching
2: the live
1: <laughs> yes oh yes people that are yeah. watching the video we just uh got hugs and kisses on camera thank you universe <laughs> <laughs>
2: You sound like a mixture of an <laughs> old grandmother and a hippie. Thank you, universe.
1: Um, am I that? Isn't that me at a soul yeah, level at my fucking unique frequency? It is. Yes. true. So we're, let's pull in salon. So am just like,
2: I love this show today.
1: Hi, Amanda. If you're here, we do always record and stream live. So if you're here, we would love for you to say hello to us, ask questions, yeah. give us some tips. Make sure you double click on the video if you're streaming with us live. Hi, Solange. Hello. Hi, everybody.
0: I just came out from the caverns, from the from the backgrounds. And stuff. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm
1: Solange. here. I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We always are just talking about Solange. How do you feel about, did you watch Howard Stern private parts? Not or yet. Any not videos? yet. OK. We really need to get you on that because I feel like I know. this is gonna help us manifest the kinds of shenanigans we'd like to get in. Solange is
2: their own fucking creature though. I know, okay. I know. So Solange. have been watching
0: some videos the other day with you, Ashley, and I told you I'm gonna get there eventually, you know.
1: Yeah, Just I pulled gonna... up some videos and Howard Stern <laughs> and Robin are wearing vibrating panties and I'm trying to give a Solange an example of her being our Robin and I was like, Solange, like we're not gonna ask you to do things like that. Yeah, we will. But <laughs> I,
0: guess we I will. will
1: eventually. I know. But if we get, let's say we have a vibrating underwear sponsor because we are taking sponsorships. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Like, why not? Why Damn. not? The product? We have, before we pitch anyone. Well, I'll, social, I'll wear them if right? you wear them,
2: Solange. How about that?
1: <laughs> so,
2: Solange, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
0: Oh, well, I'm... From Argentina, I think it's good to, to to say that because I have a weird accent, like Sofia Vergara's accent, right? Yes, girl. <laughs> so that's why um, I'm funny because you were saying before that I'm funny even if I'm not trying to be funny. So that's why, that's because <laughs> yeah, of my weird yeah. accent. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm from Argentina, I'm 30 years old. And I'm a recent mom and I'm also a coach, as uh, Ashley was saying before. So um, yes, I'm just like, I don't know, learning a lot of the motherhood things and inner critics that's been with me for, I don't know, my whole life. (laughs) So I'm so excited to be diving into this topic with you today to learn more.
1: Yeah, what made you excited? Because we threw a few ideas at Solange and we're like what resonates with you most and you were like absolutely inner critic why did you choose that one
0: um I think it's because it's been as I was saying before like it's been with me for my whole life I don't know why but like in the professional area it's something that it like kept me growing and uh, made me like learn a lot of things and keep me learning all the time because i don't know it's something that it's pushing me all the time as you were saying before yeah but like i'm discovering now with the motherhood and all this new world for me that it's more like an inner voice for guilt and
1: Mm -hmm. more like
0: a shame voice you know It's, it's totally different it's critic because it's always thinking that I'm doing something wrong. Why am I doing this? I don't have a mom instinct, <laughs> all these kind of things. So it's a kind of different inner critic, but it's definitely another kind of critic.
1: I think it's probably the the same ones mm-hmm. that we always have. But I think for you, like we talk about how when we go and like outside our comfort zone, like becoming a mom, you get way the fuck out of your comfort zone. It's like you've never experienced anything like that before so i think that it does absolutely i'm sure it's linked into some you know different um you know postpartum depression and different things like that because it gets so fucking. well loud. let's
2: talk a little bit more about that because we do have a lot of women that are mothers and especially women that are like you know have careers and are mm-hmm. trying to tap into that like the inner critic how has it shown up for both of you in motherhood and the kind of bullshit has it pulled forward because i think especially new moms that you hear we've talked about it a lot that when you first you know I'm not gonna tell your story but when you first became a mother like no one else was talking about like all the shit that goes on in your head and it's kind of like this private hell you kind of had to go through sometimes right
1: yeah I think that I think that society accidentally like spiritually bypasses a lot of new moms and that I feel like there are many new moms including me that try to be honest about like all the inner critic and the guilt and the shame and the not good enough stuff trying to like find this sense of balance that you can never really find. <laughs> and I think that people oftentimes I think that they are they just basically trigger inner critics because you try to be honest as fuck about somebody to somebody and being like this mom stuff is hard. I feel like I'm struggling, and they're like, "Oh, like, you know, it's fine. They're only young once. You're gonna like just get past this, and you have a healthy kid. It's you so yeah. You be grateful. You're gonna miss this, but like, they don't realize that it's okay to have inner critics. It's okay to feel like you're struggling, and." that's I feel like one of those experiences that triggers the inner critic because what do we do we take it personally we take it to mean something about us that we're not adding up it triggers the shame guilt we shame spiral into all of those different thoughts and so I think that honestly while it's not about us like when we're in that state where we're just wanting to be seen and heard I think it's just a bigger major trigger you know
2: and had being a, a new mother, did you go through a similar experience? Did you hear the same kind of inner critic voices, and did you feel not supported at times?
0: Yes, yes, totally. And especially it's because sometimes you take it personally. All the hormones, every all the shit that it's going on. <laughs> You're not sleeping well. Everything it's going on in your life. It's new. All it's new. So, yes, uh, I haven't been supported like for for different reasons but um it comes always for me in 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 a guilt shape and in 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 shame as well as ashley was saying like it's all the time like um it's a circle that you're like all the time thinking about it and then um i don't know you say like okay let's make a stop here this is not personal they are not saying it to me um i love that you're kind of
1: going there of like what do we do with that energy like how have we learned to get ourselves like out of that inner critic spiral you know Mm. get into solution
2: So what other tools have you found helpful with the inner critics? I know that we've been working on this podcast for like a year and afterwards we kind of talk about it. Is there any other tools that you really find have gotten you back to your confidence or back? Talk about getting back to my soul and like getting back to my soul who is much, much wiser and older than my minds? Have you found any other tools that get you back to your inner confidence, your innermost self?
0: Um, yeah, I think first of all, it's dialogue and talking all the time with my partner about that um, and all the time, like trying to coming back to my center, you know, like um, coming back to meditations, trying to be as much calm as possible, um, even if it's difficult, because sometimes it's like when you're trying to not to like uh lose your shit uh the baby's crying <laughs> or something is happening around so <laughs> it's 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 hard but trying to coming back to my center and doing things for myself. Like I started training a little bit uh again like twice a week at least I have one hour for myself and it's better than nothing. I mean it's twice a week but it's good because I used to like do it more times a week but now it's it's fine because I'm, i have some time with myself and something that i can do for me and out, outside of my house without the baby because it's exhausting it's fucking exhausting.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's so laughs> exhausting i think that the thing that i noticed like because i was completely unaware until i started training to be a coach about this whole inner critic voice and i think that was like one of the biggest like moments of awareness and breakthrough for me, because I think that we identify and think that we are our thoughts, that Mm -hmm. everything that we think is truth and that, that, that voice is us. And so that's why Michael Singer uses the term inner roommate is that it's actually not you. Like if anything, I actually believe that it's um, partially our conditioning and partially our biological, just kind of like the way that our body is programmed and wired for survival. And, I think that I always like to give people the assignment to like notice the inner critic. Like, hey, just start noticing what it says. Like, and maybe even make up like what it looks like based on the kinds of things it says. What well, If it, there was like a movie or a sitcom and that voice inside your head was like an actual separate roommate, like what would it act like? And, and like, it's almost like you start to know that in real life you would laugh at that person. You think that, would think that person was a fucking douchebag right yeah, you, you just d- wouldn't tolerate that in real life yeah
2: and that's what you you tell them a fuck write the fuck off right but you know one because uh, i actually have started the there's an untethered soul journal that i'm mm. doing with one of my really really good friends and we go over together and there's this assignment where it's to observe the things around you mm. and then also to after that observe the thoughts attached to these things around you and it's a really interesting assignment because i was like looking around my room it was like dark curtains White walls, dirty fan, you know, satin sheets. And then I go back and, like, you attach all this value and memory and good and bad to these items that are inanimate objects mm-hmm. that are just meant to decorate the room. And we do that just with inanimate objects. Like, literally, there's a lamp where I was like, oh, it makes me feel peace and secure. It's a fucking lamp, you know? <laughs> and we have to narrate everything in life to feel safe. Because if we're just in the experience, which we're meant to be, we're just meant to be on this earth of experience, we're just in it, then we feel unsafe. So it's that Mm. constant narration. And then when it gets scary, the inner critic wants to fucking kind of terrify us to get us to shrink back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say that, like, ultimately, the inner critic was, like, put there for survival. It actually served a purpose because there was a time when there was fucking lions around and you needed that voice to keep you alive. Right. You needed that voice to be like, go back to your run motherfucker. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And so there was a time where like in human evolution, it was more about just fucking surviving, but we're now at this point of like the great awakening of ascension where the human race is evolving to be, a new type of human and our evolution for the most part, it hasn't like our body wiring hasn't quite caught up to thriving and to be about spiritual expansion. And so the only way to really do it is to be really conscious because the subconscious is what's running it. And the more that you can be really conscious and present and notice what it's saying to actually be like, Oh, is that true? Is that me? Like, what is that actually going to happen? Like, that's when you get to be the one back in the driver's seat, the one making choices and not letting your fucking inner critic drive you in circles. Mm.
2: So, Solange, can I kind of ask you this off topic? So, we've been doing this podcast together I'm for.
1: <laughs> we're we're going to do a speed round for I her, know. but
2: you're we didn't so, come up. With you're it. lucky we're so behind on timing. So <laughs> I wanted to ask you okay, we've done a lot. We've done what, 47 episodes now? Mm-hmm. Okay, some of the topics that come up. What is some of the stuff that really ignited your imagination or really got you fired up that you kind of wished you could have talked about or had you thinking afterwards? Anything really flare up in the 47 episodes thus far?
0: Well, I think the the postpartum one was the the most accurate one for me now. Um I actually heard it again a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Um and it was really amazing because I was pregnant already when that episode happened and I didn't know yet. So mm-hmm. um it was amazing to to hear it like 1 year after. And I don't know. Then I think every episode had, like, loads of things that I've been learning. Also, the the past lives one, do you remember? I've been a little bit in that one as well. And I don't know. Everything, it's everything, all the topics that you're talking about, it's, I don't know. They are amazing, um, except for the UFOs one, because I'm not really sure if I... Understand that world and all these kind of you things yet.
1: Don't <laughs> worry, but I know
0: eventually I will as well as I'm becoming <laughs> so. Don't, don't be scared, well. okay. We'll and I we'll know when more. I get to yeah, when I get to visit you and we are going to Sedona, and I I'm gonna manifest that. I told Ashley. Yes. <laughs>
1: Speaking, so. look at Shireen's comment, by the way. She's like, I hear it's important to be even more aware of one's inner talkable well in Sedona because the energy there amplifies whatever a person brings there. That's why you need to go with your three best bitches or your two, <laughs> whoever, like, your spiritual. What, what was the term?
2: Posse, crew. Yeah. Cluster.
1: Spiritual uh-huh. partnerships, uh-huh. which can be friendships or romantic partners, but it's like basically people that are there for your spiritual growth. So I do honestly feel like Sedona is like Moldavite, the energy that you bring here. It really activates anything that is not in the greatest and highest good falls away after you leave Sedona. And I absolutely feel like, like the time, the times that I can remember that I was with like a group of spiritual people were the most powerful. And I can only imagine what, we're going to fucking manifest after this.
2: <laughs> so, Solange, I kind of wanted to bounce back to that uh, postpartum thing that and you as well, Ashley, because we we're talking about inner critics. And yeah. I noticed that when I try to be vocal with my friends that aren't necessarily like too tapped into like spiritual work or program, when I try to talk like real talk about what my inner critic says, they kind of try to shut me down in like the most loving way. Like, oh, don't think that way about yourself, or like, oh, that's not nice. And I know for both of you having gone through postpartum, I even caught myself with your, with Sage, your last child, that kind of being like, oh, it's gonna be okay. What are some of the things that you felt were really unhelpful during postpartum? Because I think it's important that like people learn that like if a woman's going through postpartum, like mm-hmm. always just trying to nullify them and kind of be like, Oh, it's okay, honey. Like, you know, they're only young for so long. What was something that was unhelpful and what is helpful language during those times?
1: well I'd say just to like be with people wherever they're at like no matter what their struggle is like I just think we need to normalize like people not being okay sometimes like it's okay to be sad or not okay and that the more that people feel held and seen in that like it's gonna give them actually like more encouragement to move through it and sit with it so that they can transform the emotion and go through the emotional cycle I think also that like for me like the parenthood thing was very tied to the um, achievement factor in my life because I've always been so like much of like an achiever like let's just be the best at things and your level of achievement doesn't change when you have kids and you kind of like expect yourself to be just as good at it or have just as much time but you're like your fucking bar doesn't drop so there's a lot of inner critic things that go along with like still making the same amount of money the entire time, still making this, you know, producing and doing the way that we really value in this society. When I just feel like the beginning, honestly, like, I feel like just in the last few months, it's only really been six months since I've stopped breastfeeding stage. You know, it's like, it takes a while for your body to like leave that cycle and to be fucking ready to like, I don't even know if it's ever going to be the same, but I'll let Solange. Give yeah, her I don't her think it's
0: ever going to be the same. <laughs> I agree yeah. with that. But um, yeah, I think listening is the most important part for a postpartum stage, you know, because um, I felt sometimes people want to talk even without listening, you know, because they need to say something and they are not listening to you. It's just, I need to be listened. I I just need to be listened. I don't need anyone tell me whatever i need to hear because i don't want to hear anything i just want to express myself and just leave it there don't say anything <laughs> and um i think that's the most important part for me at least and then i would say um i i really resonate with with you Ashley in in this um i maybe the expectations because when i was I always wanted to be a mother, and when I was thinking of being a mother, I thought I was going to be the best mother ever, you know, like um like I was going to be in my career in my professional field, or like I was doing everything right in my life, and I don't know sometimes it feels like in motherhood it's totally different mm-hmm. because you are doing everything right but at the same time you don't know how to do it so it's kind of like learning at the same time that you're doing and um, the only one that can tell you if it's correct or not it's your kid and it's kind of difficult because they don't talk yet and everything it's like learning and I don't know it's so hard to 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 learn at the same time that you're like, doing for me is the the hardest part definitely
2: it's kind of an outrageous expectation if you kind of think about it like hey (laughs) you're gonna carry this fucking this baby is gonna feed off of you for nine months and then you're gonna give birth to it and you better take care of it better make sure it doesn't get hurt take care of your Mm. own self as well Mm -hmm. and good luck Mm -hmm. on that and
1: it's just like make the baby like 100 percent like, you should be not working and working at the same time yeah. while being present everywhere.
0: Enjoying. Make <laughs> organic food. Don't on your
1: tablet. But self-care, girl. <laughs> Get that self-care in. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Is yeah, there
1: anything it's... that you've noticed? Because you obviously bring in the program of that you work, right? That there's, I think, a lot of... Um, understanding around the inner critic that will really create some huge shifts in someone's recovery journey? Like what do you think the advice would be that you'd give someone?
2: Well, I would say for the alcoholic addict, the most important thing is to vocalize to people what's going on with the inner critic. Cause our inner critic does have the extra goal of getting us drunk and high cause that for that, us, that's ultimate safety. I just think a lot of people don't understand that for an alcoholic to go back to drinking that is our solution for life mm-hmm. that is our head telling us we're so shitty or things are so shitty or things are so great if we stay in our alcoholism that that's our solution for life yeah. it's we're you know people think we're running for life that's how we find our solution for life so i think it's really important for the alcoholic addict to vocalize what's going on internally mm-hmm. but most importantly for the support team to not co sign a lot of bullshit and you and I have been talking about that a lot lately. How co-signing bullshit for so many people.
1: Give an example of that.
2: Um, like, you know, if things get rocky in a like, okay, I don't, you know, I try to be very anonymous with the program I work, but you know, in the program I work, there's you know, a sponsor and a sponsee is someone walking through the program. Yes. And a lot of people will speak illy of their sponsor or of the program to their normie families. Mm -hmm. And talk about how hard it is or how they're not understood. And Normie families will co-sign that bullshit. Be like, oh, those people shouldn't talk to you that way. Or you shouldn't have to go through this. Or, you know, think that's like, you know, skipping certain like uh, commitments are okay. Because they want to be supportive. And they see their their, like loved one hurting. But the truth is we co-signing someone that's in addictions bullshit is deadly. It's really deadly. Or you know, if this uh, someone in addiction says like this person treated me this way, and we're like, oh fuck that person, that person's a piece of shit. Like you know, mm-hmm. fuck them.
1: Basically, just saying whatever you need to say to make that person happy. Mm-hmm. To be like, it's okay, sweetie. Like you're always right. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's it to nullify what's actually going on. Is it, it's really deadly for the addict. And I think when it comes to what I've learned from you is women in motherhood to try to like give them a safe answer when they're going through something is really hurtful. Cause it, it shuts that person down from sharing. So it's kind of two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. But for, for, for anyone that's struggling with addiction or even anything that, like that you really have to pull your life back from, like, you know, surviving mm. a rape, like, you know, a grieving a death, like yes. vocalizing what the inner critic is saying is so, so vital to healing and to recovery of any kind, be it physical, spiritual, so vocalizing that thing so it doesn't get the one up on you. Cause I know like, you know, in the past I've had suicidal tendencies, you know, this is my disease. yeah. And it was when I wasn't vocalizing and telling the truth that it became, it can become deadly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My inner critic, I feel like if anything, it comes up more for me around like spiritual stuff these days, because I think like the motherhood thing, I think things kind of settle into like a temporary comfort zone until some something fucking changes that inevitably will. And some new shame spiral starts. (laughs) But for me, I feel like it's like a combination of like business and spiritual gifts. When I get set off, like I think that for me, like to be a channel and to like talk about that, like, like it's been really hard. And my inner critic wants to tell me like, Oh, you're fucking crazy. People are going to think you're making things up. You're going to be too much. Like everyone's going to leave you like, and I think that I see that in a lot of healers. I see that in a lot of people that are um that have spiritual gifts. It's one of the big reasons that people shut that shit down because they're they don't feel safe enough to like really go through that terrain, to go on that journey. I think um, yeah, biz- and and business as well, because it's fucking visible because I'm not just fucking channeling in my living room i'm gonna fucking channel on tiktok or wherever i'm mm-hmm. like hey this is uncomfortable my inner critic saying this but yet yeah, let's let it let's just invite everybody in to this
2: and it's i want to point something out to you that i noticed you jokingly say that you're funny because of your accent you're funny because you're funny girl, all right? Your accent, like... That's a, my
0: inner I, critic, right? <laughs> I don't
2: want you ever to ever think it's a deterrent because I love your accent. I mm-hmm. I think it's so magnificent that you speak different languages and we're over here just struggling with one, so don't ever think that that's, like, a handicap. <laughs> we, need to,
0: we need to make an episode in Spanish next.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so does anything else come up for you around this topic, Solange? Um, yeah,
0: maybe it's good to, to, that you mentioned that because, um, in, in the professional area, um, it's, I agree with, uh, what I was like, Ashley was saying that for me, it's like my unit critic here, it allowed me to, to move like forward all the time. Like mm. it, it allowed me to learn new things, like to, 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 make the coaching course and i was so excited but then at some point the inner critic comes back again and it says like um you're not good enough maybe um you need to learn something else maybe you need to start doing this before doing this you know so it's like Mm. holding me back sometimes but at the same time it's like um i don't know like um allowing me to to learn new things so it's again it's like a spiral and um like trying to learn from the inner critic as well all the time so i think it has different voices in the different areas of my life
2: Mm, i love that it i mean it can be like it can be helpful sculpted in the right way i think
1: the voice like Mm. i think that I think that it allows you to see like where some of your subconscious blocks are when you listen to it. And instead of trying to fucking go to war with it, be like, hey, sis. Hey, little bro, you have, sit hey, down. you have
2: very interesting relationships with the voices. I'm in just making
1: head. this up right now. Hey, hey buddy, so let's sit down and have some I, I feel tea. like the, the voices are so sexy. Like I know, hers are like,
0: <laughs> hey, like you know, universe. I'm like, hey,
1: sit down, tell me what you're worried about. What are you stressing <laughs> about? What what are your fucking what ifs right now? Speak to me, tell me because. I think that's when I'll take it and do like a deepest fear inventory, which is a Carolyn Elliott exercise. I like that starts to break down and make conscious, like all of my subconscious things, because literally I feel like, like that voice is just like fucking spitting out all this programming and stuff that is ready to be healed. So I do think that if you don't let it lead and drive the bus, kind of like Elizabeth Gilbert talks about fear it can fucking go on the ride, but it's, like, in the backseat. It's not, like...
2: Driving. It's not
1: driving. driving. It's not, like, Giving choosing directions. directions. <laughs> it's, like, you're going to go on the journey. You, like, we know that you're a part of this human experience, but, like, tell me what you have to say and then...
2: Shut the fuck up. Shut the head. fuck
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> so real yeah. quick,
2: give, like, an overview of that fears inventory, because I want to introduce, like, the fears inventory. I know. I know we talked about that, but what, it like, an oversight of the fears yeah. inventory.
1: Um, so... Carolyn Elliott basically believes that like having as evidence of wanting um, the Carl Jung quote is until you make the unconscious conscious, it rules your life and you call it fate. And so it is basically that um, anything that you are saying that you want that isn't currently present, that there is some part of you that is afraid of it or doesn't want it or is pushing it away. And the point is to basically look and see all of what your fears are and say, because I have a deep fear that I, right? Or because I have a deep fear of experiencing or I refuse to experience the feeling of Mm. humiliation. Not that like everyone will talk about me because I refuse to feel the embarrassment of others, a failure, right? Like, so it's basically allowing yourself to kind of get into a brainstorm flow of like what you're really afraid of. And I think that that's the equivalent of sitting down and having tea with your inner critic and saying like just be let's be with it for a moment let's hear what it's saying and then be really conscious so that every time those fears come up you're gonna notice it and be like ah
2: yeah ah, i fucking
1: caught you little bitch <laughs> like
2: having tea calling a little bitch
1: it's like we talked about this we said fucking delete erase <laughs> no, delete. That's 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 bye <laughs> right? that's- that's my re- my version of deepest friends I don't want to have
2: tea with you ever because
1: you're like, oh
0: You what's like going it. You like it. So, the- I doing the tea. <laughs> <laughs> so She's going to be like,
2: the the fears inventory I have learned, it's kind of a different approach. It's where you make a list of those fears, why you think you have them and how much of it's actually under your control versus out of your control. Mm. And I think that's when you're really, when your inner critics really like, du- like cause them some ruckus in your head to really look at that fear. I think both ways is amazing. Yeah. really look at like, okay, like I have a fear of not being successful. You know, and how much of that is into the universe's divine hands and how much do you have control over? And yeah. you have a certain hand in almost everything, yeah. you know, even death. Like if you look at the death fear like most of it's on God's timing on the universe's timing but you can also make sure that you're not drinking yourself to death that you know Mm. you're not like driving dangerously so I think it's very interesting to look at both of them yeah and kind of disempower that inner critic
1: and it's funny because that's how I tell people to approach business a lot is like look at your controllables like don't like you're gonna set a goal right but like what can you control how are you gonna show up and just really celebrate the wins of that and like release attachment to the other stuff you know mm-hmm. i feel like it's probably time to like start playing in these juicy sedona vibes okay mm. i know we talked about <laughs> ending a little bit earlier yeah. we have to like fucking eat maybe go crystal shopping tonight
2: so Who knows? solange thank you for joining us tonight you're gonna be showing thank up a you. lot more right girl i will everyone
0: is starting to with that. introduction introductions
1: <laughs> at least, yeah she's gonna be doing the introduction so you'll get to hear
0: yeah.
1: her like minute version A beautiful of what voice about there we go
0: there we go beautiful voice of that <laughs> That's
1: right.
0: but, so thank you so much guys i really enjoyed it uh, but also
2: amazing. thank you for really fucking kicking ass for like over the last year like again this project started as like a little love project and you bring like so much integrity and keep everything together and keep mm-hmm. us in line so like honestly yeah. like thank you for always being with us
0: thank you i can't yeah. wait to go to california and drive to sedona all together
2: yeah back seat with us It'll listen to crazy. some tunes mm-hmm. i'm gonna
0: right? go in the back seat right <laughs> with me
2: whether <laughs> playing the chance but give give that baby my love and love to you and we'll see you next week right
0: thank you guys See you Bye, next Solange.
1: week. Bye. Bye. Are we turn? Are we done too? Are we complete here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So launch. How did that feel? Did that feel uh, okay. Oh, wait, we're
1: still alive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.